attentive. O Lord, how magnificent are your works. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wisdom, the reading is from St. Paul, St. Peter's second Catholic epistle. Let us be attentive. Brethren, be more zealous to confirm your call and election. For if you do this, you will never fail. So there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these things, though you know them are and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to arouse you by way of a reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me. And I will see to it that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. We heard this voice come from out of the heavens in the cloud, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word made more sure. You will do well to pay attention to this as like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Peace be to you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John, his brother, and led him up a high mountain apart. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is well that we are here. If you wish, I will make three booths here one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when lo, a bright cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, 
This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were filled with awe. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. Peace be to you who proclaim the gospel. Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. In the 28th chapter of the book of Job, our long suffering hero is confronted with this question Where can wisdom be found? What is the place of understanding? Mortal man has not known its way, nor is it found among men. The deep said, it is not in me, and the sea said, it is not with me. Neither gold nor crystal will equal it, nor can wisdom be exchanged for vessels of gold. Where is wisdom to be found and what is the place of understanding? It has been hidden from every man. God has well established its way and he knows its place. Where can wisdom be found? God only knows. But if God only knows where wisdom can be found, I think it's fair to ask, where has he put it? Where can wisdom be found for us, the wisdom that God knows? It's a difficult question, but you know, there's a guide to help us out. And we can find this guide in the eighth chapter of the book of Proverbs. It's a mysterious female figure who goes by the name Lady Wisdom. She's kind of a personification of God's attribute of a knowing mind. She has quite the credentials for a guide to wisdom because she says, the Lord created me in the beginning of his ways for his works. He established me in the beginning before time. 
before he made the earth, before he made the abysses, before the going forth of the fountains of waters, before the mountains were created. He begot me before all hills. The Lord made the fields and the uninhabited places and the inhabited heights under heaven. When he prepared heaven, I was present with him. And when he set apart his throne upon the winds, when he made strong the things above the clouds and made sure the fountains under heaven and made strong the foundations of the earth, I was working beside him. I was he in whom he rejoiced. Daily and continually, I was gladdened by his face. So you see, Lady Wisdom has quite the credentials to lead us to the place where God put his wisdom. But not only is Lady Wisdom well qualified, she's also inviting. She's not trying to hide anything about God and his wisdom. She said, she said, come, he who is without discernment, let him turn aside to me. To those in need of discernment, she says, come, eat my bread and drink the wine I mixed for you. Forsake lack of discernment and you shall live Seek discernment so you may live and keep straight your understanding with knowledge. So on our search for wisdom, we begin by recognizing God only knows where it is, but we have a guide to the place where God has placed his wisdom through lady wisdom who was with God before the creation of the world and indeed helped him in the creation of the world and in whom God rejoiced. Now, at this point, we should be getting a clearer picture of where this is all leading in our search to wisdom because we're beginning to hear some clues that might sign, sound familiar. Let's take it a step further. Let's turn to St. Paul and what he says about wisdom. He says, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But then he says this, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
we see unveiled God's glory. And where do we see it? Well, we see it in the face of Jesus Christ. When the veil is removed and we confront wisdom face to face, the face that we face is the face of Jesus Christ himself. So, that brings us to today. Where can wisdom be found? In the face of Jesus Christ. Think of Lady Wisdom like a living, moving, breathing version of the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor, who is holding up a torch filled with light. And in that light, we see the light of Jesus Christ, the light that shines today in our feast of the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. That's where we find wisdom. But we have one more hurdle to cross. Although we recognize that the wisdom of God through the guidance of the spirit of the Lady of Wisdom can lead us to the face of Christ that shone on Mount Tabor, we're not home yet. We haven't reached the wisdom of God yet. We have one more hurdle. We have to see the light of the wisdom of God shining in the face of Jesus Christ at the cross. In the darkness, in the shadows, in the presence of untold evil, repression, destruction, all attempts to stamp out the truth, to stamp out the light. We have to see the light of God in the face of Christ shining from no other place but the cross. And that's why, that's why Paul said this to the Corinthians. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews, request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but those who are called Jews and Greeks, Christ the power and the wisdom of God. That's what we preach. Christ crucified the wisdom the power, the glory of God. He's shown on Mount Tabor 
to point the way to the reality of the cross. And the true cross joy and wisdom has come into the world. Amen. That ever guarded by your mind.